0: It's really, it, it's exciting to be up here again after so many long years. It's been a long time, so, and it's a blessing that uh, Pastor Richie asked me, and it's an even more blessing that God has allowed me to do it, because it's uh, 14 years ago, I stepped down behind the pulpit here at, uh, it was Hallelujah back then, and stuff, and um, I did a few things back there, back then, but... God has done a new work in me and my wife in just what, uh, looking forward and excited about the things that are going on, excited that God called us back here. I got to be honest with you. When he first called me back to come back to Las Vegas, I was not an excited puppy. I wasn't, I wasn't. We were in a church, an incredible church, uh, and it's in Ohio, Fairview Park, as a matter of fact, and it's called Journey Community Church, really a blessing, and, uh, Things are, were just, things are moving in, in there. You know, they just opened up their fourth campus. Uh, they, they were, I mean, it was an oasis, if you will. I mean, there was health, things were going well. And about three, four years ago, I don't know if any you, of you remember Pastor Mike, but I came for his, his funeral and uh, uh, did uh, some songs for that and stuff. And it was at that point, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you guys to come back. I said, well, you mean Arizona. No, I mean Las Vegas. So I said, okay, well, then tell my wife. Man, that's the best thing you can do, okay? Just ask God to tell your wife, and he'll take care of it. Because he will. He will. And so I come back, and I tell her, and she tells me. And uh, we both look at each other and start crying. (laughs) You know, because we thought, Arizona, that would be, it's close. We can come back, visit the grandkids and stuff like that. But he called us back here, and there's a reason why he called us back here. And I'm excited about, about being here. We have talked over the last few weeks concerning heaven. How many are excited about heaven? Yeah. Okay, we can all get up and do our happy dance. You know what I'm saying? Just be excited about what's going on in heaven. We talked about what it is, what it looks like, what's happened when we die and go. this morning we are going to talk about the rewards and what's waiting for us. Now, first of all, the biggest reward was receiving Christ. Amen? Amen? That's the biggest reward. That gets you into heaven right there. It doesn't matter what we're going to be talking about. And it's, and it's, a, it's a subject that sometime can grit, grind against our teeth. Okay? Or it's like the fingernails on that chalkboard. Ee, you know? And it's us talk about works. Faith and works. Faith and no works. And talking about... The things that God has prepared. Jesus promised us. How many of you know God keeps his promise? He keeps his promise. He promised us, I go before you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So where I am, you can come and be with me. So we know we we have Christ. That's the biggest reward we could ever receive. And then we're going to have a place to dwell. I work with a company called, uh, it's the MGM Resort. And I work at what used to be the Monte Carlo. They just changed their names. It's going to be called the Park MGM. And they, in the last two and a half years, they have done a major overhaul with the property. Rooms, casino. They added the new the park theater. We've got T-Mobile right across the way. They've added a brand new pool area. And it's interesting the money that has... That I've, I've heard rumors of money that has gone into this property. It is nothing. It's a, a shanty shack compared to what God has prepared for you, the glory we talked about what it looks like about the, the streets of gold and you know the, 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 the different um, uh, gems, you know the one great pearl it's going to be the gate and all this good stuff like that and And what MGM is doing is really nothing compared to what God has for us, but because of having that information in our hearts. It's not enough just to be saved. Because a lot of times we can get saved and say, okay, I'm saved. Sit down. Good. When are you going to take me? When are you going to go? God wants us to be involved. There's a verse that talks about the the wait. Wait upon the Lord. It's a cool song that used to sing sing that. Wait, wait, wait upon the Lord, you know? And that word wait is not just. Okay, I'm waiting. When's it going to happen? You know, it's a action word. Service. Talking about waiting on. It's like a waiter waiting on the uh, on on the Lord, serving, serving Him, serving others, serving our church, serving our community, serving the world. Go there therefore and make disciples. We're we're to glean. We're to Harvest the 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 people that, that need to come into uh, into the relationship With jesus christ. It's not just about a church. It's about that relationship. So we wait we serve open, if you have your bibles, you can open to matthew 24 Starting in verse 36. I love this scripture Mainly because 24 and 25 are really cool chapters we get into because it it talks about service It talks what happens if we don't serve it talks what happens when we do serve and the heart What we're talking about this morning is not a a deeds uh, Doctrine. It's a heart issue It's where our heart is at how excited are we that god has saved us How excited are we to about people not not just about our loved ones or maybe not just about the people in this church, but God's people and the people out there that are are in the dark Matthew 36, and it says, But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. And as it was in the day of Noah, so are we, the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before flood, people were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. So this is how it will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left behind. Two women will be grinding with the hand mill. One will be taken, the other left. Therefore, keep watch. Look at that word. Therefore, say it with me, keep watch. Say it again, keep watch. It's another word for waiting, waiting, be ready. Okay, for that, because we don't know the day. And I got to tell you right now, I am so glad the Lord didn't come back in 2007 or 2008. And the only reason why is because I wasn't keeping watch. It was a heart issue. Tells us to keep watch. And he goes on. Because you do not know the day of uh, what day of the Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what time the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have left his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful, uh, faithful and wise servant whose master has put him in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for the servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose the servant uh, is wicked and says to himself, hmm, my master is staying away a long time. It's been a while, it's been 2000 years. You know? when, when is this coming? And, at, and, uh, and then the will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour. He does not aware he's not aware of. He will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's a lot more going on in that wicked servant's heart. But it's understanding that when he comes, will he find us ready? Will he find us waiting? Will he find us serving? Will he find us working the the harvest? Or will he find us unprepared? Works without faith. Again, this is not... You have to be very careful when you talk about works. Because works... We have religions that go to one extreme or the other. Amen? We have one that goes to the extreme. It's like, well, you know, if you don't get to this many houses on Saturday and if you don't do this, 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 you may not be part of 144,000. And you all know who I'm talking about there. Right? Or you got to tithe. You got to give this. If you don't tithe, you know, you're just. It's out of the heart. It's because of what God has done here. Okay. Jesus in the, in, in the book of Revelation spoke about um, returning to our first love, our first works. Because there are times in our lives we can walk away from those works. And it's very subtle, very subtle, when it happens. It was over a period of of, a few years. I I don't know when it actually started in my life, but there was a point where I wasn't reading the way I should be. I wasn't praying the way I should be. And I was leading worship up here. I was a pastor. I was teaching on a Sunday night. I was doing works. But my faith had waned in myself, in God, and the church. And it's real easy when that happens that you can blame other people. You blame the church. Well, they didn't, they didn't recognize me. He walked right past me. He hurt my feelings. It happens. It happens. Or he didn't do this or they didn't do that. And what it is, it's really look in the mirror. That's where it starts. 2004, I stepped down from teaching. And 2007, three years later, I pretty much did a Jonah trip, okay, and took off to Ohio. Because at that point in my life, I, I just, I didn't want anybody to know me as Pastor Allen. I didn't want to hear that for a while. Go to my family. They know I'm a jerk. That's cool. I can be around them. Right? It, that's the way your family looks at you. Yeah, you're a Christian. We know you. I remember when you, no, no, don't go there. That's family, amen? 2009, we started going back to church. For three years, I didn't pick up my guitar. Three years, we didn't go to church. 2009, the Lord started working on me. And it was really a good thing because then a few months after that, my twin brother was killed by a a drunk driver here in Las Vegas, and I had to come back for that funeral. Because I don't know how I would have reacted at that point if I hadn't. Started doing the right things again first just going to church that that's that's a good beginning getting back in fellowship With brothers and sisters in the lord. Amen. You know, I can't tell you how many people I don't need to go to church I My my church is Mount charleston. Ah, That's a big cathedral. Amen And it's okay to go up there every once in a while. This is a church Not these four walls each and every one of you is the church And we need each other we need that, that bond. We need to be able to um, be accountable. Men need to be accountable. Because it's easy, real easy. I, you know what? I can understand why Joseph Smith went off on a Lulu and thought he found you know, magic spectacles and stuff like that because he wasn't in fellowship. He wasn't in, in uh, fellowship. It happens. It happened then in 2011, we found a church in a journey community. And God really started doing the work. First Sunday, we went there. Worship started. My wife and I just started crying. I'm on the channel Pastor Richie for a minute, okay? He told me there's something about this problem that makes people cry. I don't know what it is. But... We started going back to that church, and then it was just way the Holy Spirit did. It wasn't man, okay? Because a lot of times when you when you go to a church, especially if you haven't been a part of the church for a while, a lot of people want to get you involved. You need that healing time. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to work you back in into what He wants you to do, Amen. So we started getting involved, and it started out. I, I was basically. Uh, Helping out with uh, the ushers and then they asked me to help out with vip vip a part of that church is first timers My our job there was about four or five of us was to focus on the first timers if you were new We knew you and we saw you and we would get, get to you. My wife has uh, The the gift of hospitality She was in the in the area where they serve coffee and stuff If you ever want to find my my wife at a at a uh, party just go to the kitchen doesn't matter whose house it is, that's where she goes. Because that's her heart. And then the Lord started doing more work and was like, okay, we want you to get involved. And I got to a point where we were, we were really involved over there. We were what was called campus directors. My, my uh, ministry, if you will, were to you. How, how can we help you? How, how we can introduce each other to, to uh, other people and really just getting involved. And at that point, God said, Okay, I want you to get ready. You need to get back to, to Vegas. I mean, he gave us a word through a pastor. Was, I mean, it was just so right on. It was like, okay, the doors that, the, that God opened was obvious he wanted us back here. And I remember when he told us, he, he told me, and I was in the back room, and they just said they're going to be opening up a campus in Avon. That's the newest one. And, he, and I'm, I just sat, stood there in the back and said, Lord, I'm in an oasis, I'm, 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 and you want me to go back to a desert? No, really? Arizona? Okay, Prescott? No. And I said, you know what? I need a sign. Don't ever say that to God. Because <laughs> immediately his Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, I am your sign. I was standing against the wall and I leaned against the wall and went, all right. All right. You can say no to God only so long. Only so long. And Say yes, and it's like phew, doors were open and we're back You know and where god is just just we're excited about being in the presence of christians again We're excited about being and helping and serving in whatever way that we can help and serve Because that's what god wants god. says I have given you joy You know the joy to, to serve people Really, there's a joy. That's, a, the joy to lead someone to Christ, the joy to to visit the, uh, the the sick. You're talking to a guy who hates hospitals, hates hospitals, and guess where he sends me? <laughs> hey, would you go pray at the hospital? Really <laughs> okay, hard. Okay, I'll do it. So it's really a heart issue, and I gotta say, and I and I, I shared this at the last service. God blessed me 35 years ago at the end of this month with a wife that never nagged, never said you should be reading, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. She silently prayed. And now we are both ecstatic about being back here at Living Grace. Here we are. See, the thing is too, the difference about this, someone asked me, he says, well, how do you feel about doing a service? It's not the same as when I did it years ago. It's not. Because this time, I really want to hear from God. I really want to know what he wants me to do. I'm not doing anything until he says to do it. I don't care if man offers me this, 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 and this. I ain't doing it unless God tells me to do it. And that's a good place to be. Amen? So life... Or works without faith. It happens. It can happen. And in Matthew 25. In verse 41 through 46. And then he will say to those on his left. Depart from me you who are cursed. Into the internal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. And you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. And they they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, a stranger, need of clothes, or, or sick and in prison, and we didn't help you? And he replied, truly I tell you, whatever you do not do for the one of the least of these, you do not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment and the righteous to eternal life. Again, it's a hard issue. And what God wants us to do, Serving. Look at your neighbor next to you, to your left and to your right. God's calling you to serve them. Everyone in this room, if you're a member of this church, you are a servant leader. I like that phrase, servant leader. Jesus was a servant leader, son of God. Creator of the universe comes down. What's he do? Wash feet. Freaked out Peter. (laughs) Yet he gave by example. He showed by example. He gave us an example through his word in all the gospels. And when Paul wrote that we serve each other. When Jesus, his whole life was about service. Now, when he comes back, a little bit different. We're going to serve him. Amen. And he's taken over, and all this craziness is going to be gone. Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. But he gave us the example. So are we better than Christ? For a while, I, I put that out of my head. No. And it's just finally to that resolution where you get to a point point you just go, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And that peace that passes all understanding, that love that just is never-ending and just... Really, we, we don't understand it. Flows over you, and you can't help but to serve. Being around young people in, in Ohio was just um, contagious, contagious. There's a lot. The pastor that uh, that teaches out there, he's about 20 years my uh, my, my senior. He's my senior. My um, uh, he's 20 years younger than I am. What? Oh well, never mind. Actually, I'll be 63 this year. I'll be 63. God ain't done with you yet. We can get to an age where we feel, you know what? We've done, I've done my bit for God and country. I've served. Let me just kick back. There ain't no kicking back in the kingdom of heaven. There is no retirement. And if you doubt that, ask Pastor Richie. There's no retirement. <laughs> Billy Graham had wrote, uh, he was 93 years old when he wrote it, and he basically said, you know, they, that they taught me how to be a Christian man and even how to, to grow in my Christianity, but no one taught me how to grow old in Christianity. Because, you know, at a certain age, things start to give out. Amen? Hair on some people. Okay, lots of people gray hair, which I've had for a long time, you know, aches and pains, and he said, you know, you put anybody in that age group together, I guarantee you they're going to talk about pain and how it takes a little bit longer to do things, but God still wants us to do things. Joshua, Gideon, they were in their 80s. When he he took over the mountains, he he conquered the mountain people, okay? Not Gideon, because Gideon was earlier. But he conquered at at the age of 80. He took over the the hill country of Israel. God uses people. Moses was was 40 when he left uh, Egypt, 80 when he went back and brought the people out of the captivity. So it really doesn't matter how old you are. Where we're, he's not done with us and I thank God for that. I really do I thank him so much for that Now works with faith Actually, i real quick James 2 verse 14 through 20. What good is it? My brothers and sisters if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food If one of you says to them go in peace keep warm be well fed and yet does nothing for them to meet their physical needs, what good is it? The same way faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you, and I will show you, I can't believe that. <laughs> someone just tried to call me. <laughs> I love technology. It can work When it works, it's so cool. And when it doesn't, It's so frustrating. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You, foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? And I love the phrase right there, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. So it's actually by because of the excitement of what God's doing in your heart. The newness that he, that he brings in, you, you can't help but want to serve. And each and every one of us in this room should be serving in some capacity. Pastor Richie has a great vision for the church about wanting to go in, in, into Africa, you know, to do missions. But there's missions right here in, in this uh, city, okay? That, you know, you have the, the mission. Um, we have Hope House, right? And we have some other things and just being involved. We have a mission right here in this room, to serve those that come in for the very first time, to serve each other as we come in, to be able to look at, at, at one another, and, hey, how you doing, brother, and really mean it. You'll know I mean it because I always look at a person's uh, eyes, and most of you have known me for a long time, I do that. I will look you dead in the eye and say, how you doing? Because your eyes will tell you how you're doing. Because a lot of times you can just say, hey, how's it going? All right. And not really hear him. How you doing? I'm going to go commit suicide. Okay, have a great day. Not listening. We hear. Allow the Holy Spirit to, mi- to minister and to move within us. Faith with works. Hebrews 11 is the great uh, scripture concerning about faith. It's called the faith chapter. And it's re- uh, realizing. It. And then with, I mean, t- he goes right on through, you know, the, uh, Moses and, and Abraham and the prophets. And then right into the, uh, to the New Testament about our faith and, and the things that we want to do not because we have to But because we want to because we Sincerely can't wait to do it Once you get into that 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 place where you can't wait You you, you things, doors will open up doors will open up And you know, we have a worship team here They could use more help Do you have a talent? You play guitar drums? you have your singer? I hear you guys sing. There are lots of you that have really good voices. Some not, but that's okay. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. That's okay. Make it. Make that noise. It's all right. But there are things that are, that are needed in, in, our, in our body here. There are opportunities to serve, and there are going to be more opportunities that will be coming up to serve. But you have to get to that point in your heart where you're, you're ready to serve. You know what? Just have that time with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to minister to your heart and bring you back. He will. I'm evidence. He brought me back first spiritually, and then he's brought me back physically. We, we first came back. We moved back here uh, 2016, and it was like, all right, Lord, we're here. Now what? Because we, we were told we would hear a word. I am the worst waiter. I, I am impatient. It's <laughs> was like, okay, give me that word. We're here. Come on. What do you want me to do? Nothing. Doors were being shut left and right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he finally opened the door and, he, and told my wife, I said, we need to go to living grace. We need to go back. That's what God wants us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Just, just come back. Just be obedient. Just come back. And wherever you're at right now, it doesn't matter. No one else in this room needs to know where you're at. God knows. God is madly and passionately in love with you. I'm going to say that again. God is madly and passionately in love with you and ever so patient. Ever so patient. We may have a lot of time. We may have a short time. Just just get ready. Hebrews 11 and verse 13 through 17 says all the people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on this earth. Can you imagine being promised something and never really receiving it, but that you you still lived as if you did? That's what they did. That's the way we should live. You know. Jesus talked about how his his church will do greater things than he's ever did, than he ever done. How many of you know he did a lot of cool things? He did a lot of great things, and the biggest thing was by rising from the dead and coming back. And he's coming back. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were only foreigners and strangers on this earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their. Uh, they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left. They would have had opportunity to return. Instead. They were longing for a better country. A heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for. He prepared a city for them by faith. Abraham when God tested him. Offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promise, was about to sacrifice his one and only son. And it goes on and on, and it talks about uh, Abraham. It talks about Moses, that, that God showed him the promised land, but he was not allowed to, to, to uh, enter in. And, and then he talks about the prophets. And then Jesus appeared. He was already there in the Old Testament, and then he appeared in the flesh in the New Testament. And the faith that they had, Okay, even Jesus, Jesus said even to Nazareth, and they said, you know, great, you, you, you believe me now. Okay, that's cool. But greater faith will those who don't see me and yet believe. He was talking about each and every one of you, that faith of believing that Jesus Christ of Nazareth walked, taught, died, crucified, rose again on the third day, and is coming back again. And we believe that. That's great faith. So a little bit more faith. And there are times we've got to ask the Lord, Lord, give me a little bit more faith. Show me what you need me to do, what you want me to do. And he will. He will absolutely do that. Faith in our reward. We know, all, you know we're going to get a, um, a mansion, and we're also going to, you know, first we, we got Jesus. We got the Holy Spirit. That was the gift that he gave us to, to, to guide us, direct us. Give us strength when we need it, when we utilize it. Faith of realizing that, you know, when we turn on a light switch, the light will come on. That same faith, that's a great analogy. I love that analogy because that's like our faith in it. We can have it on, but we can also turn it off. We can also turn it off. And if you've turned it off, turn it back on. Let the Holy Spirit turn that faith back on in you. Let him do that new work in your heart. Because there is so much, so much more waiting in heaven. We can't even imagine it. We have a few ideas. Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo or the MGM results, they got a, a billboard on top, and it basically says, just a f- short phrase, okay, best resort, best rewards. Because they, they have 17 resorts on the Las Vegas Strip right now. They're, 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 they're backing up Las Vegas Strip pretty much. They say, best resort, best rewards. They put billions of dollars into to, renovating it. It's nothing compared to what God has for us. Best rewards is yet to come. It's yet to come. I'm going to have them play this, uh, this video, and then we'll, we'll end with a final scripture. But allow this, the, listen to the words, watch the words, and just allow God to minister you to this.